last time on Dice Funk. It was asked to me when I came to this desert for the first time and had my revelatory vision. What do you think you deserve? No one deserves anything. Okay, I currently have his ID. I'm gonna transform into Hella. <laughs> uh, one hand on his bottom jaw, one on the top, and he tears his head clean in half with his bare hands. Oh no, Memphis <laughs> is gonna be so mad. Would you be able to help me get control of some of the drones here that I need to help uh, facilitate a little bit of a plan I'm working on? On your phone, you get a digital drone flying iPhone game. That hybrid you're talking about, what's so special about him? That is what I would like to know. No, I can never leave a roadie behind. <laughs> that was that was that, that was our first policy we learned in roadie school. Lenora's game plan here is mostly to buy time for Frank and Cat to do their shit. There's like a metallic archway that creates portals, and in our a stargate. And even if I had the key, turning it on would obviously people would notice this thing being turned on. Any extra robot parts laying around that you don't need to destroy the person you are now, utterly. Is that all? Man, I ain't got nothing left from this. I quit my job. I ain't got family. Fuck that. Can I read a version two is the way to go. those can i tell my cilantro soap taco story quickly yes <laughs> so uh, i live in england we don't really have tacos i went to la for e3 and someone decided to take me to a taco place but the place they took me to was called taco car wash uh it's a car wash you can watch watch the cars being washed while you have a taco uh, I was offered cilantro, and we don't call it cilantro in England, so I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, put everything on a taco. And my taco tasted of soap, and I didn't know it was because of the whole I'm one of the 50% who cilantro tastes like soap for. I thought it was because it was a car wash taco, and that they just got some <laughs> soapy water on it. Uh, and for those in America, <laughs> over, over in Laura's side of the woods, they call... Uh, cilantro coriander. Indeed. Um, because oh, really? It's the, yeah, yeah because it's the leaves of what coriander seeds sprout into. So I'd have I uh, to be fair, I didn't even know that coriander tasted like soap to me either. Like it was a learning experience that day. Yep. So in Sweeney Todd, she's really talking about being careful with her cilantro. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're taking notes, audience, because all of that is plot relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Their final boss will basically be a final exam on that very subject. <laughs> well, will, will we call the final boss coriander or cilantro? I'm not sure which region we're going to go with for that. But, Both. Um, They're twins. It's like Dark Soul oh, bosses. Shit. It's like the, the Dark Lords, Coriander, and cilantro. cilantro. You have to realize that they're secretly the same boss, and like that's the key to defeating them. And now I'm worried because that sounds more interesting than the thing I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be just fine. I think we'll come up with an equally logical boss as cilantro and uh, coriander. So, The Spice Brothers. All right. So it's been two weeks since we recorded. So I'm going to be a little bit more explicit about where we are than usual. Uh, so we have two 
uh, distinct groups right now. We have what I'm going to call Team Daddy Issues, which is Katerina and Frank. One of them has issues because they're a daddy, one because of their daddy. Uh, And you guys are infiltrating the nerd building to find Project Eternity. And then there is the other group, who I'm going to call Team Mysterious Powers, because one of them has mysterious magic powers, and one of them keeps taking pills they don't know what they do, which grants them powers. I I like it. I like how the, the first part of that, you couldn't tell whether you were talking about Lenora or Ed. So I appreciated that setup there. Um, it makes sense to start with Frank because you got to the nerd building first. So I want to let you make the first move there before Katarina busts in behind you and blows up your spot. We all know Katarina. She will blow up your spot. So if you have anything you want to do. Yeah. I could invaguely competently nice and invisible, and I know that Katarina is probably just going to kick the door down, set off a grenade, scream "What's up, bitches!" Like I'm, I'm prepared for everything to go down. Yes. So before everything goes down, real quick recap: you're in the first floor of the nerd building. It you don't see anything that leads you to believe you've stumbled upon Project Eternity. This just seems like an R and D lab, which makes sense because Skell was head of R and D, and you know he was in cahoots with all these other people who were working on Project Eternity. You see five Modron working on military tech. There are guns. There's uh, vests. There's all kinds of stuff that you would expect to find in the military research lab. There's one nerd working on a computer. Computer. Uh, there's just all that kind of science stuff <laughs> that I don't think actually particularly interests Frank, but you're invisible. So you have the first move. The other thing of importance in here are the uh, archway, which Lauren quickly pointed out as a Stargate, a show I've never seen, but I understand through cultural osmosis is the thing I'm talking about. And there is a key slot in it. You don't have the key or know where it is. There was no apparent way to get to any other floors other than this Stargate is there. Correct. Okay, so... mm. It is easier to defend a specific thing when there's only one entrance and exit. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very, very true point. So, I have detect magic. And I'm I'm thinking maybe the key to a Stargate maybe would be a magical thing. Let's go with that. Let's start with that. I'm going to try and cast detect magic and see if there's anything that cues up as like, this might be the key to the Stargate. Oh, I like this a lot. So you cast Detect Magic. You're still invisible. You're still in this lab area, but nobody knows you're there. And when you do that, you see there. there's quite a number of things that have magic in them. So there's like some uh, experimental ammo types, uh, not finished, very unstable. They have like some inklings of magic. There's some things that you think are some kind of like combat stimulant, like uh, syringes. Maybe they have some magic in there. Uh, There's all kinds of little innocuous uh, bits and bobs of mechanical stuff that hasn't been actually integrated into anything useful yet those have magic on them but the important thing you see with the tech magic is what is clearly an invisible safe in this room uh that is in the corner which is just a glowing magic box now <laughs> that you see because of detect magic and you can go over and you can feel it and there is no knob or dial it's just a box that's invisible and magic it's a completely sealed box like this isn't when you say there's no like dial or anything it's not just i could open it Correct. Yeah, there's a trick to it. Okay. You have found the puzzle. <laughs> I, have, I have found the puzzle. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to find the puzzle this easily. <laughs> hey, listen, you guys are better at this game than you think. Yeah. Hmm. We don't have knock, and I wouldn't recommend it anyway, because while knock could open it, it would also make a very loud noise that would alert everyone to where you were. Yeah. So 
No, I was I was thinking more. I was trying to remember which of the characters in D and D I've played. Like, d- does Frank does Frank have like mind reading abilities? No, he unfortunately does not. Um, he's not the, he's not a mind taker. I see. Yeah, right. Right now, I'm not entirely sure where to go with this. I I found the box, and I think I maybe need to have a think. So I think this is maybe as far as I go until Cat busts in. So that's a legitimate storytelling decision. If we pass priority to Katarina, I'm gonna let her let her loose. So if you're okay with that, I'm I'm aware that like things might get let loose. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Cat being let in will cause enough distraction that I can work out what the heck I'm gonna do. But I right now don't know what to do. So Frank's just gonna have a think invisibly sat next to this box. <laughs> Okay, so Katarina, you're outside the nerd building. You see soldiers swarming over the base, tearing it apart, looking for the fake General Heller. They're closing in. Any second they're going to spot you when, click, the door opens. And Aaron of Aaron Aeronautics gives you a wink. All right, I'm going to go in first. And then I want to pull out the crossword puzzle. And I want to sit down and have a, a quiet cappuccino as I try to work my way through it. Is this crossword puzzle on the menu that you had from earlier? <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it like a kid's menu? It's a tough puzzle, all right? You gotta get through that maze. You only get limited tries. Hmm. Frank's invisibility spell wears off, and he is shot to death <laughs> by everyone in the room. Game over. <laughs> Aw. All right, so yeah, I get inside, and what, what's what's the scene? What's What do I see? Uh, you have, when you walk in, you see this, uh, white lab, very clean, a lot of glass walls. You see five Modron at work, one nerd guy typing. You don't see Frank, because Frank is invisible. And there is a split second where you could act before people turn and see you. Hmm, how do I want to play this? <laughs> how, how, would private, how... how would private check uh, checks-ins uh, <laughs> No! Do? Don't ask what private, don't ask what Dunstan checks-in would do. What private Dunstan checks-in would do? Oh, it's, 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 that's pretty stressful. <laughs> We're all going to need to get shirts after the season. What would <laughs> what would Dunstan checks in do? Uh, he wants a sandwich. <laughs> uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to use my superior speed to get up behind the one uh, scientist who's working there. Uh-huh. And I want to get behind him and uh, basically put him in like a grapple hold. Cool. <laughs> All right. So for, you just walk into the room. You see the situation. You analyze it with your, uh, you know, kung fu brain, and you decide it's headlock time. So let's make a strength contest to put this nerd in a headlock. I got a ten. That's not a great one. One. <laughs> All right. All right. I put that nerd in a headlock. Before we move on, no one's gonna see this, but that that nerd has a minus five to strength. I mean, that that's like. They have a zero strength, man. That's he, a- has, he hasn't been lifting. He skips every day, leg day, arm day, chest day. I think he's like, you know, paralyzed if he has a zero strength. How does he get out of bed? <laughs> yeah, it's like, isn't like a zero strength? Wouldn't that mean he's like, oh, I've been comatose for the last seven years. And I just popped out of bed, didn't wait for any muscles to get stronger. I went right back to my science job. <laughs> <laughs> he's suffering just catastrophic atrophy. Um, also, he's not statted for combat, so I didn't have it, so I just improvised. I just saw the number, just like, so good. All right, so you put this nerd in a headlock. Uh, Aaron just uh, leans up against the wall near the entrance, crosses his arms, and watches. I'm going to say, 
So, uh, hey there, buddy. Uh, I was wondering if you might be able to help me find where uh, a certain knoll is. Uh, so I'm going to give you advantage on intimidation here because he's very scared. 11, Jesus. Yeah, not particularly great. He's. I shouldn't have done this, Dunstan. That's why. Yeah. There are five other people in this lab. They can see through the glass wall you putting this guy in a headlock, and they begin picking up tools and stuff there one guy grabs a screwdriver one modron grabs like a bandsaw <laughs> like they're gonna come for you and he is emboldened by that and so he does not talk oh. it's five on one as far as he's concerned threaten him with the grenade how much strength do you need to break someone's neck oh. <gasps> i think that would mostly be a role play action because this, okay. this is a civilian so this is that would more or less be a choice you want to make Okay, I'm. Just, I'm just curious. Um, Can I just like ask a role playing question here? Is Cat aware that Frank is in the room? No. Okay. The any choices that Cat makes might not be choices that would be made if Frank was watching, perhaps. Yeah. And are you going to spend spell slots to keep your invisibility? Because I think this is going to take longer than a minute. Uh, Frank is going to keep up the invisibility if possible. Yeah. I'm going to release the nerd, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. My customary language of saying hello for my country must have come off rather threatening. I'm not even going to make you roll deception because that's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the five Modron with their various tools um, form a half circle around you, boxing you in, threatening you. Uh, and the leader, the D20, the Icosahedron, speaks up and says, What do you want? Uh, I want to know where Nucky is. You are not authorized to access the dog. And uh, who is authorized? You are not authorized to know who is authorized to access the dog. <laughs> also, I know hyenas are not dogs. Technically, they're closer to cats. Please do not blow up my menchies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> do not at me. All right, I want to shoot the decahedron in the head. Well, here we are. <laughs> All right, roll. Uh, 20. Yep. Well, roll damage. He is a civilian, so he does not have much health. No. Uh, 15. Wow, almost max. Yeah, you just, you pull out, uh, what's that, dragon tooth? What'd you call your gun? Did that? Yeah, dragon tooth, I think you made me call it. I didn't make you anything. You said it unprompted. I don't remember anything I say. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> posting every day. You, don't, you make notes of these things in your character sheet when you name stuff. No, I don't. I don't. T- I don't I'm, I'm bad at everything. <laughs> so, Kat, in the middle of this conversation, you apply a huge oversized revolver with like a cool burn mark or on the side of it, and you just shoot this Modron through the center, center mass. He's just a big 20 sided die and blow a hole right through the middle, and it falls over. Uh, and the Modron and the human all start running for the entrance. I'm going to say, stop right there unless you want the same thing to happen to you. I do not. I surrender. All right. Now you can tell me where Nucky is. Do I have the authorization now? Uh, your authorization checks out. <laughs> Good. Let's go see the dog then. I, also, Chris, this is your only chance. If you want to change the name of your gun to the authorization. <laughs> <laughs> the authorization is a pretty good name for the gun. That is really good. <laughs> All right, I'll do that. I'll make a note. The authorization. <laughs> but the begrudging acceptance? I don't know how to spell it. It's it's all bad. 
Um, it, I believe it's spelled O-T-H-U-R. The, the only way it could be harder for me to spell if it was called the Spaghetti Museum Banana. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so the Modron all like put their hands behind the back of their head and like fall to their knees and stuff. Do you want them just to tell you how to get through or do you want them to get up? Because they're, they're scared to make a move. I, I want them to get up and show me where it is. So one of them gets up and with his hand still behind his head, walks over to where Frank is hiding invisible. Um, and he's going to run right into you, Frank, if you do not do something. Frank, Frank is going to back away like just enough. Let's do. How about a dexterity saving throw to get your body out of the way? Okay. This is the corner of the room. <laughs> and I just fall over and eat tile. Oh, oh no. It's a botch. Oh no! Oh no! What is, what is what this was with Frank during these? I've been botching so much the last few episodes. I keep like being competent and then botching. Yeah, the dice gods are trying to keep you from soloing this mission, Frank. So at gunpoint, Katarina escorts Emojon to the corner where the invisible safe is. But as Frank tries to move out of the way, so he doesn't get bumped, you trip backwards and you hit a chair and the chair goes flying into a desk and all the paperwork gets knocked off the desk and it is obvious someone invisible is there. Uh, Frank at this point uninvisibles and goes, Oh, um, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally about to shoot that spot like three times. No, Frank (laughs) instantly goes uninvisible and goes, um... Yeah, if you don't want my friend here to uh, mess with you, uh, you better do as they say, because uh, they've got support everywhere. Oh, my God. I'm trying to play this up as an intimidation move of, oh, you didn't even know I was here, but now you do. Ooh. The Modron is super intimidated. All you have to do is convince Katarina, not the Modron. Uh, I, I think, like, Kat knows that Frank is a bumbling idiot that's trying his best to do the mission. <laughs> Cat's just going to kind of give like, uh, like, oh, I imagine she gives like the people's eyebrow and she's just like, sup, Frank? Well, uh, you see, here's, here's the thing. I'm pretty good at doing these missions, apparently. <laughs> I can tell you were flawless there. Yeah, I got him before you. That is true. And more subtly. All right. The Modron walks over to where the invisible safe is and says, Foundation. And the safe materializes and opens. And inside there is a key. Oh, see, that's convenient. I was not going to work that out. I was I was just kind of crouched on the floor near this. <laughs> well, maybe that was one of the solutions to the crossword puzzle, so... <laughs> uh, Frank's going to take the key if Cat doesn't go for it first and go over to the Stargate. Aaron, who's still leaning up against the wall near the entrance, says, I'll keep a watch on the hostages, Cat squared. You have fun with your dad dog. Dog dad? You know, him. Not a dad, but I get what you mean. Good good to see that our uh, hit and run friend's awake. (laughs) Yeah, he's doing great. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys stick the key into the portal gate? Yes. Yep. Uh, It clicks and fires up, and there's a huge blue uh, energy swell inside of it, and it is clearly a portal. Frank's going to walk straight through that portal. Mm, yeah, I don't have a badge to throw into it, so I'll just go through myself. <laughs> throw throw the grenade through the portal first to make sure <laughs> the grenade yeah, doesn't like, blow up. Good luck over there, assholes! <laughs> it's like, if the grenade does not blow up, we know something went horribly wrong. Well, if you want to get Frank to stop doing his whole, like, I want to be your dad shtick, this is a good time to get rid of him. <laughs> Alright, so Team Daddy Issues goes into the portal. 
Let's cut back to Team Mysterious Powers. Oh boy. Who are being escorted by Private Fortune um, back to collect the roadies. Uh, Mm -hmm. In Lauren's own words, you guys are basically just buying time to pull off the heist, which is a very good choice because if Heller gets down into the labs, I'm just telling you now, I'm going to shoot that grenade launcher at the player characters because that's what he would do. And that does a lot of damage. Like, I'm not going to concoct a reason why he won't kill you. He will. So you guys definitely need to do this. This is not just uh, a waste of time. You guys have made interesting decisions to get here. Let's see what happens. Ed is probably going to be using message to kind of communicate back and forth with uh, with Lenora to basically sort of suss out uh, whether they should stay together or whether they should split up to kind of make it harder for Private Fortune to take them back to the uh, vehicle. Uh, Lenora is going to suggest back in a message. Why don't we knock him out from behind and run? To be clear, there are soldiers everywhere. Oh, okay. I thought we were like out on our own. He's leading you back to the mess hall where the uh, okay. the show was. So you guys will actually walk back into the mess hall, which is, um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a cafeteria in the style that I'm thinking of. The like, yeah. American middle school cafeteria is what's in my mind, like linoleum floors. Yeah. They move the tables out. It's almost like a gymnasium for like a basketball game, basically that size. Yep. And uh, there's like the whole stage and all the, the, the equipment's on it. And there's like tables with like drinks and stuff. But there's like two dozen soldiers in here they all have their guns they're tearing this place apart looking for the heller imposter and they don't react to you because you're being escorted but they're on high alert so neither of us know where the others are that they're in the lab right that at some point they're going to open the stargate or even that there is a stargate (laughs) uh so you guys walk into the the mess hall and george the drone floats over george Beep boop, I thought you left me. I would never leave you, George. You're my precious son. <laughs> I'm going to hug him. Also, as a fellow roadie, you got to make sure to stick together, right? Beep boop, I was so scared. Oh, no, George, I'm sorry. I'm going to give him pets. I'm going to pet him. Uh, George floats down next to your head, Lenar, and whispers, Beep boop, I hid the drugs. <laughs> Beep boop, thanks. <laughs> Beep boop, I couldn't find any toilets, so I just threw them in the water I could find. Beep boop. Wait, water? George, what water did you find? Beep boop, I don't know, just some water in a tank? Beep boop? Oh no. (laughs) George, did you drug the water supply? (laughs) Beep boop? (laughs) George! Wait, I thought I only had enough drugs for me that I already took. Beep boop, I always bring your stash to gigs. I have the ayahuasca and the LSD and the MDA <laughs> and that magic stuff that makes everything take effect instantly. Beep boop. <laughs> you just the whole fucking face. You know, it does seem like a pretty good time for a refreshing drink to calm our nerves. Yeah. All right, let's all go get some water. Hey, Private Fortune, wow, we're so parsed. Can you please get some water? George says, beep boop, no, beep boop. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, so what do you guys try to do? Uh, My my out-of-character thought was, hmm, well, these are not the super drugs that makes makes people awesome. These are just, like, 
other drugs. That was my initial worry, is is the entire base about to be getting uh, advantage on every roll? Because that would not be good. <laughs> no, they're all going to be real loopy. We're, we're also mixing stuff that is up to Lenora's you know, tolerance, you know. <laughs> yeah, Equinox is far too expensive to be uh, carrying around in bulk, so this is all hallucinogens and party drugs. Oops. The all, all, all these all these poor snake soldier boys are just not prepared for what they're about to go through here. Is all I'm saying. They ain't ready to candy flip. Whoa. Boy, is it, did you say Snolder boys? I said Snolder boys. Snolder boys, okay. It's because they're snakes. <laughs> I'm on the same wavelength here. So Mm -hmm. that's basically what Ed's going to suggest. So why don't you guys try to make a move and then I'll I'll complicate the scene. Well, prior fortune, wow, we're so parched. Could we get some water? Yeah, sure. No problem. Let me get it for you. And he goes to walk over to the refreshments. Get yourself some too. You look thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm really thirsty for some reason. (laughs) And George says, beep, boop, beep, beep, hurry. He starts floating away. Hurry what, George? People follow me. Okay, I'm going to follow George. Ed, Ed will follow as well, just discreetly. Yep. All right, so you guys follow George. He floats to the back of this mess hall uh-huh. into like a black back maintenance closet, and he shows you where he dumped the drugs, which is in the water tank for the sprinkler system. I, I, I knew it. Oh. I knew it. I was just thinking we should sell the sprinklers. At the same time, your phone chimes, Lenora. I'm... Um, Gonna peep it. What's it say? Uh, it's a text from Rosen. It says, Memphis is on the phone with Heller. Question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Are you guys in trouble? Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm not in trouble, but I think somebody else is. All caps. Y'all better get out of there. All caps. Working on it. You see Private Fortune's coming back with drinks. Turn on them sprinklers. Is there like a switch to turn on the sprinklers? There's that, or you could have some of the equipment, quote, malfunction and lit off a bit of fire and smoke. Yeah, let's fuck up some equipment. Wait, 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 wait. Is this your outdoor set that has pyrotechnics in it that should not be fired <laughs> off indoors? It is now. Anything your imagination can dream. Let's set off some fireworks. I've been to some festivals, and I've seen, not, not directly, some pyrotechnic-related snafus happen. I've learned occasionally that shooting off fireworks indoors is probably a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So, Fortune's coming over through your drinks. I assume you guys go out and meet him. He hands you some uh, spiked punch and maybe just straight-up liquor, whatever you're feeling. He brought back a lot. And he's just like, you guys find your roadies? No, not yet. I hope they didn't get scared and, like, go hide somewhere in all the commotion. They're real weenies. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. I work with some real weenies, too. <laughs> yeah, I, you heard me, Fred. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, do you guys want to, I don't know, look around over here? There? You go over there. I'll, me and Lenora will check over here. Okay. Ed goes over to the equipment with the pyrotechnics. Lenora's going to turn around and give a wink. So, like, uh, you go to school around here, or? Uh, no. School is for losers <laughs> and people with money, and I'm neither of those things. <laughs> I'm going to try to get my GED after I get out. Oh, that's cool. That's I thought you meant college. I don't know what GED, GED stands for. Me neither. It's cool. <laughs> get electric dogs. Get electric dogs? Get educated, dope. Get paid, get laid, Gatorade. Mm. What's Gatorade? 
I don't know. It's something my brother says. <laughs> <laughs> That's just that was Austin, not Private Fortune. Um, <laughs> it is Private Fortune too now. Yeah, my oh my god, my brother is Private Fortune. <laughs> oh my god, he really is though. Oh, there, there, there's there's one title option so far. Let's go. Uh... Oh, <laughs> um, so Ed, you're with the equipment. You're futzing with it. You hear uh, over your shoulder, George say, "Beep boop, the general's here." Beep boop. At this point, um, Ed's going to accidentally short the wires that set off the igniters for the uh, pyrotechnics. Mm-hmm. Do I need a roll for that? I don't think I do. But No, I think that's something you just can do. Yeah. Um, because you're specifically trying to fail. So if you roll badly, you would accidentally succeed. That doesn't seem to make any sense. <laughs> right. Um, so here's the scene. Uh, there are two dozen soldiers in this room, including General Heller, the Cobra commander. Oh my God, he's Cobra commander. I don't even watch G.I. Joe. That was unintentional, everyone. Um, <laughs> who walks in. He has a soul-bonded grenade launcher, and he looks furious. And he starts yelling, hey, can everybody, can everybody listen up? Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 wait, listen to me. I swear to God, we're gonna have a firing line outside if I can't get some attention around here. And all of a sudden the pyrotechnics go off. And because this was a fucking EDM rave show, all the lights and stuff turn on and there's a disco strobe effect <laughs> and the room is a hundred psychedelic colors as the sprinklers kick on and just gallons of psychoactive drugs get sprayed throughout this room. Roll initiative. Sweet. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> Not. <laughs> 11. 17. Lenora, Ed, and then soldiers. So actually, here's what I'm going to do specifically on the roll 20. Is there are four Warforged soldiers in this room who aren't affected by the drugs and will be normal combatants. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, including the general, is part of one collective creature. Uh, this is something from the monster manual. See, like swarm of rats, swarm of snakes, swarm of flies, or something. It's like a, it's one thing representing multiple things. Swarm of drunk, drugged up party revelers. Sneeple. Uh, Lenora, you're first. Um, I'm moving things around in the roll twenty, but you don't really need to see that. But yeah, so there are there are four soldiers and there are a swarm of soldiers. Um, so the four Warforged, in particular, there's a Warforged uh, humanoid, there's a Warforged lizard folk, a Warforged dragonborn, and a Warforged Yuan T, aka Snake Person, aka Sneeple, aka Snurson. Snowbot. <sighs> Snake robot, Snowbot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All the, basically, whenever we say Warforged, we just assume, assume human because we are humans recording this, but they come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you guys are having this fight in a gymnasium, which is currently a psychedelic nightmare, even for the people who aren't affected by the drugs because of the light show. Uh, Lenora, you're not affected because you're on Nox. Uh, and Ed, you're not affected because you are a synthetic. So pretty lucky the party was split this way. I uh, did not have any possible influence over this. D&D is just nice to you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Lenora. Okay. Give me just, <laughs> This is a lot. Mm-hmm. So... Give me just a second to like. Okay, you want to cut over to the other team? Yes, please. All right, team daddy issues. You guys ready? Go for it. <clears throat> yep, I'm ready. So you guys step out of the portal and into another room, very much like the one you left. It's a long room uh, with a pretty clean aesthetic. Instead of a bunch of glass walls, though, there are two long tables on each side of the room. 
on these tables are just tons and tons and tons of advertisements. I just put it in the Skype, but I also tweeted this for listeners. Just some examples of the kind of advertisements you're seeing here. I'm just going to read. These are real, by the way. I was looking up uh, examples uh, to see like what's going on in the real world of advertising. I found out I can't actually write anything scarier than real advertising. So here's here's some quotes. <laughs> this is for boots. It says, you're never going to be able to retire. Why should your boots? Uh, there's a bag that says, shop here, die happy. <laughs> and there's one that says, a job isn't just a job. It's who you are. There's a bunch of these really dystopian ads in here. Uh, that's the first thing that catches your eye. Most importantly, because one of the things is a poster of Captain Katarina Krakenbane live this Monday at King Coliseum. So that's what draws your eye first. I'm just going to scoff and be like, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Card subject to change. I was just going to ask about that Katarina ad. My my gut instinct is, has Katarina's character been recast? No, this is an old ad. This is from like years ago. Okay. Okay, that's all right then. I I, I was like, is it that or is it they, they've got someone in disguise person or something? <laughs> no. So that first thing you notice about this new room is that it's all full of advertisements. The second thing you notice is that along the walls behind these tables, there are tubes? <laughs> Tall canisters, which have bodies floating inside of them. Oh, they're the bodies. I'm going up and I'm looking. Yeah, is is this the heads of crown? Yes, there's one that is Solomon Luna. There's one that is Beatrice Beauregard. There's one that is, you assume, is Skell. There's one of each. So this appears to be their, their current bodies as we know them. Uh, you're not sure exactly what the context of all of this is yet, so... The thing you are certain of is you guys have found Project Eternity. All right. So there's two things so far, the advertisements and the tubes. Uh, and at the far end, there is a a desk uh, with a computer on it. And there is a sleeping dog man who is sleeping at his desk. This is a male knoll. Since they're based on hyenas, the, the males are noticeably smaller than the females. Uh, this one is old, uh, kind of thin. Almost like almost sickly. He's not sick, but just like he doesn't get out much, doesn't get a lot of exercise, and he has a lot of gray in his fur, and he's sleeping at his computer. All right, I want to walk up to the desk, mm-hmm. and I want to kick the chair from underneath him, mm-hmm. and then when he lands on the ground, I'm gonna say, "Sup, Nuck." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this de- this this Noel goes ass over tea kettle across the floor. Um, another thing, as you're seeing this, Frank, you're walking uh, the length of this room. You notice that all of these tubes are connected to wires, which are also running in the direction of Nucky's desk. There seems to be uh, some kind of larger design. This is not just a containment thing. You notice that as you walk up. Yeah. And Nucky, of course, falls onto his ass. Uh, he knocks over. He has a cup of noodles that it was on his desk. That goes flying, too. Uh, he just falls on his face. And he says, oh, God, no, what? I'm sorry. I'm t- oh, God. Uh, 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 uh. If it isn't, Bavlin Baby Brooks. Good to see you, too, Nuck. You look like you've been up to some interesting stuff. You know me. I am always up to something. <laughs> what particular thing are you up to now? You decided that grifting people on the streets and running out on a kid were just too much and decided to go for the easy life of portal slave-driven craziness? Well, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know how it is, cowpoke. Mm-hmm. 
So why don't you tell me what you're up to here, Nuck? It's not what I'm up to, Brooks. It's what you're up to. I'm at a real limited patience right now. So why don't you just start telling me what all this is before I start getting angry? You want to talk about patience? I've been waiting for months. What do you mean waiting for months? I posted all those videos on that forum and I thought it would be like a week. What are you talking about? Uh, you never were a bright one. Uh, he pulls himself up, dusts himself off, <laughs> tries to recover his noodles. I'm going to slap the rest of the noodles out of his hand. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say that's for calling me dumb. Well, we don't need to be hostile now, child. <laughs> for all friends here. What's this fucking sight? Hey, friend, what, what, what are you doing with my daughter? What are your intentions? Unimportant. I'm not your daughter. I'm, I'm, I'm Frank, and I'm basically everyone's dad. <laughs> Same. We have so much in common. Come yeah. bring it in. Hug. <laughs> Yeah, so here's the thing. Cat's Cat's not in a good mood at the moment, so I I would recommend telling Cat what's going on, or you might get your teeth knocked out. Just just saying that would be a smart thing to do would be to like not not mess with Cat. Baby Brooks is never in a good mood. Ah! I want I want to twist his arm. Ow! 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 Brings me back. Brings me back. Good times. Family bonding. Get the goddamn website open. <laughs> what website? What are you talking about? The forums. You said you posted something. Yeah, on the f- where you and your friends hang out. I put the, f- the f- video of the people in the tunnels to get you guys to go into Blackacre. So you'd end up here. This. All of this. Wait. You're... You're the reason that we're in the game. Yeah, I'm Doggy Style 69 from the forums. I liked one of your posts. (laughs) Right. Well, that makes this a heck of a lot easier. You got us into this. We need a fence. You're coming with us when we... When you've told us whatever's going on down here, you're helping us get being a fence because we need to... We are in a whole thing now. Yeah, I I know. I know everything about you guys. I've been... Yeah. That's the whole thing. I've been practicing this speech for months. What is all of this? And she's going to be pointing to the tubes, uh, specifically to the tanks. And she's going to say, what is Project Eternity? That's the question. See, I knew you were smart, Brooks. That's why you're my favorite. Very shortly, someone is going to come down here and find us and kill us all. We need to get the hell out of here. However, Project Eternity, we just need to know, is this a thing we should destroy before we leave with a big old grenade? Or is this a thing that we like... (laughs) You know, leave. Tell us what this thing is, and then we've got to get the hell out of here. And then you can do your prepackaged speech in the back of the van. (laughs) No, I've been practicing. Please let me do the speech. How quickly can you... You've got got 45 seconds. Do the speech. Go. Okay, lightning round. Okay, so Project Eternity. Uh, God, no, I had so much preamble. I'll just cut to it. What is the thing that all rich people are scared of? Death. And taxes. Well, yes, they're very scared of taxes. Not being in power? No, see, rich people always think they're going to get back into power even when they lose it because they think they earned it. So obviously they can get back there again. Then uh, death? I mean, they get to pass on their legacy. Being replaced. Close enough. In the ballpark. The thing rich people are scared of is people getting something they didn't earn. Specifically, the things they think they earned. So, Uh. Crown Corpse, sensing death approaching, of course, set out on a grand project to make sure that when they die... Poor people didn't get any other stuff. 
<laughs> Makes sense, right? Yeah. Totally logical from their perspective. Yeah. So obviously, step one, become immortal. Oops, that failed. You can't really uh, make yourself immortal. You can make a copy, but it's a new person, and that person just wants to write poetry. It's a whole mess. You can't control them, and now you have a guy on the internet. It's just a whole big thing, so scrap that plan. Step two, you get an algorithm uh, to disseminate propaganda. That's where I come in because they need people who can figure out what people want to click on so they can get all the stuff that'll make them, you know, want to work and not ask for benefits and not join a union and all of that. And that squicked a lot of people out and they couldn't get anybody to stay. So they got me and now I'm here. I'm doing the stuff. But the algorithm works a little too well. Are you the Russian bot farm? <laughs> okay, let's step outside the narrative a second here. I wrote this two years ago. Um, Fuck. <laughs> when we're recording this, uh, the Cambridge Analytica scandal is happening, like as we speak. Yeah. So li- life got st- dystopian too fast. <laughs> yeah. We need you to stop having ideas. First, <laughs> other people online take them, and then life just takes them. So you just... just- uh. Stop it with Aust- the ideas. Austin, here's the thing now. You now have to let the party win and create some kind of, like, you know, utopia that is good for all the poor people. Because if we don't win Dice Funk, we are doomed to the dystopia becoming real. Because apparently your fictions shape reality. <laughs> it's terrifying. But yeah, I work about two seasons ahead, so I... Imagine my shock when I saw in the news my villain's evil plan was just straight up happening. <laughs> So, also, this is another outside-the-game thing. I read a case today about a guy who was fired from his job because he wouldn't swear loyalty to Jiffy Lube. (laughs) The company Jiffy Lube was like, bend the knee and swear fealty to Jiffy Lube's (laughs) empire. And he was like, lol, no. And they fired him and he sued them. There is nothing I can write that is wilder than actual corporate culture. Anyway, back into the narrative. Whew. Nucky tells you, step two worked, but it worked a little too well in that it created this kind of thing where people were basically just creating and sharing their own propaganda. Uh, So everybody became their own media thing. They didn't need Solomon Luna's media empire anymore because people would just lie on the internet and spread them around. It just became its own thing. It evolved away from Crown's control. So third step where we are now, take the bodies from the failed immortality experiments turn them into organic computers there's a name for it wetware i learned that thank you brooks i told you i know words and now we're creating a system that will replace crown corporation think about it this way there was government that was fine for a while and then there was corporations that's fine for a while now we have a new thing which is just the algorithm just computers decide who earns what who deserves what and just let the computer decide. Of course, the computers are the crown people turned into that. And he just gestures towards the tube. But they are. I mean, brains are just fancy computers. And so all the decision making will just be made by the system. And that way, hmm. there we don't need anything else anymore. So I thought, let's get my old pal... Katarina Brooks in here. I know the fire you got inside you. I know you'll see all this and then you'll bust me out and then bing, bang, boom, me and you. It's our system now. So you've been playing a con. The biggest con. Cat, me and you, we are going to steal the government. Um, At this point, Frank is going to go and grab 
grab Nucky by the neck. Oof. Oh no! <laughs> oh, Dad, solidarity, please. It's like, oh no, he was gonna say, "Be the boop." You wanted to beep in the world. It, it was gonna no, be terrible. No, Fra- Frank, Frank is pissed off. Frank is is gonna go and hold him by the neck for a second. Oh, okay, well, th- I did not see this coming. I gotta say, my skills as someone who understands human psychology were useful for the, the algorithm and so forth, but I didn't see the choking. The with the what the choking is bad. You orchestrated this. You you got us into a thing that we now can't get out of, and I am now stuck down this rabbit hole where I'm probably never going to see my fucking kids again, and you know what? You you didn't ask me if I wanted to be a part of that. You orchestrated this. I, I was never interested in an overthrow of the government. I just wanted one quick job to get my kids back, and you know what? Ugh, he just wants to sort of just push him away. Uh, he goes, like, rolling back in his chair, and he says, Come on, I'm sure Brooks will make you, like, vo- Viceroy of Lion Hill or something. You can you can get, you can have more. Not only can you get your kids back, we'll get you new kids, better kids, upgraded, kids 2.0. You do not get to talk about my kids that way. Ugh. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Listen, gotta think about it. Kids are an investment. They really pay off if you put the work in. Cat, I'm gonna go to the van. I will have that van ready to drive us off. You decide what to do. Yeah. Go for it. I'll have that van ready to go whenever everyone's ready. Okay. So, Frank, you storm out of the Project Eternity room, back through the portal, back into the weapons lab, and you see five dead Modrons and one dead human. Aww. Huh. And no alive things. No. Well, oh, is, is Aaron not there? Aaron's gone. Ah. Uh. Oh, who, no, yeah. Who's the dead human? The scientist that Katarina held up. Oh, yes, the scientist. Yes, sorry. Dr. McScience. Huh. So back into our drug battle royale. Oh, yes, I have a plan. Your turn, Lenora. I'm going to try to cra- cast uh, Crown of Madness on General Heller. Okay. <laughs> that is a wisdom save. With disadvantage. Uh, eight. No, sir. Nope. No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So to describe it to me. What happens? There's this big Cobra man with a grenade launcher storms into the room, starts yelling, and you? I cast Crown of Madness. So I, like, boot my little Crown of Madness song on. Uh, a creepy-looking crown of, like, thorns is on his head. And his eyes go all cray more than they were with the drugs. Uh, or in the words of the book, a madness glows in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has to attack people who aren't me. Uh, so, Ed? Uh, he's, he's going to use message first to communicate with Lenora in the middle of, like, all the ruckus. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, and just saying, do we make a bolt out of here or do we stay around and watch the, well, fireworks? I mean, there are still four people who have assault rifles and their senses, so I would, I'm would i going to just say, role-playing-wise, if you just try to run, they're probably going to mow you down. Uh, Lenore's going to say, uh, if we can't escape, we should escape, but these dudes have guns. How close? I mean, there's one, I'm going to say there's one that's relatively close to Ed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you think about it like a basketball court, there are two dozen soldiers, so it's cramped wall-to-wall, everyone's freaking out, they're like actually hallucinating and now guns are starting to go off. They're shooting at whatever invisible dragons they're seeing. They're yelling. The music starts blaring. It's disco lights in here. It's sick as hell. What Ed's going to do is get out one of his knives 
and attack the, the nearest Warforged, mainly at his weapon, but attack at him um, using Booming Blade. 21, so it hits. Yep. Eight damage, um, a little bit of that thunder damage, and if it, and then if the Warforged willingly moves before the start of Ed's next turn, it basically a boom of thunder cascades from his position, adding to the cacophony of the situation. So General Heller uh, is in kind of madness, so he can't attack the party, so he's going to fire his grenade launcher into the crowd at the farthest end of the mess hall. Uh, make a... Ooh, this is going to be a dexterity save with disadvantage for the crowd. I'm sorry, Sneeple. That's Nope, they fail miserably. Oh, no. They're going to... Mm. Did I just murder a bunch of Sneeple? Uh, a lot, frankly. <laughs> no! <laughs> Is this the 8d6 damage for the, uh... I did not mean to murder them. I did not. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh! Yeah, the grenade goes off, and you kill three uh, soldiers. No! In that first blast, and they are shredded like just meat confetti. Oh, bad, bad times. I'm bad. Oh, no, I'm bad. All right, and so the four Warforged are going to fire, but they're going to get disadvantage because the room is chaos and they can't see through friendly fire. So let's see here. Miss. 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 Botch. <laughs> miss, 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 and botch. Holy shit. All right, so the four Warforged who aren't high start shooting at you and they just start riddling their own friends. Another guy goes down. Oh, no. Uh, Lenora, it's your turn. My plan was to get him crowned madness, and then while he is mad, try to escape and then disguise myself as a soldier. The disguise won't be necessary. If you leave this, Heller will slaughter all of his soldiers. There, there will be nobody to hide from. Okay. I'm going to continue keeping up the crown of madness then. You can still move if you want to. Yeah, I'll get behind some like big equipment or something. Ed will try to locate where Lenora is and then try to move to get to her position. He might draw an attack opportunity in the process, but he's just trying to move to get away so that he can get into a better a better position of what to, of being able to see what's going on here because I think the chaos scaled a bit faster than even he expected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, it sounds like because you can maintain crowd of madness every turn with no effort. E- even with even with Heller possibly doing extra wisdom saving throws to get out of it, he has disadvantage, which really leverages the situation poorly. And isn't he not very wise? <laughs> no, he's not. So, um, so you two go running and hiding behind your stereo equipment. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, let me roll for Heller again. This is going to be the crowd making a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. Uh, five. No. Oh, goodness gracious. Lenora. I'm a murderer. 28 damage. You kill two more soldiers. Or Heller does. He fires his grenade into the crowd. Uh, and so one of the soldiers, the one you stabbed, Ed, tries to chase you behind the uh, the equipment and open fire on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he crit, but then disadvantage seven. So that misses. Uh, so yeah, the one the one of the soldiers chases you guys behind the equipment. Lenora, your turn. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I'm feel bad for slaughtering a bunch of innocent soldiers, so I think I'm gonna drop Crown of Madness. Clearly, that was not a good idea. I mean, combat wise, it was a preposterously good idea, but go on. I know, but my soul hurts now. 
You'll get over that. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I drop the count the crown of madness and then use the misty escape as my action? Misty escape is a reaction after taking damage. So no. Okay. Unless you want to punch yourself in the face. Yeah, I was gonna use my claws and cut myself. All right. So take D four damage. All right. Wow, so much damage. <laughs> oh, how will I survive? Three. Get 80 damage somehow. It's like, how? It's like, those drugs are real good. <laughs> I get three damage, and then I'm gonna... I can do my Misty Escape. All right, so overcome with guilt for the slaughter, you slash yourself and teleport to the exit? I turn invisible and teleport to the exit. Oh, you're blowing all your slots? No, Misty Escape is... um. It's a Fey thing. I, upon taking damage, I turn invisible and teleport 60 feet into an unoccupied space. Oh, shit. All right, yeah, you're just in front of the doors now. Do you stay invisible, or is that just during the teleport? I stay invisible till I move, so I'm going to wait and see what happens to Ed. Yeah, it's until the start of her next turn, so for the purpose of what Ed's doing, it's not going to really matter, so. All right, Ed, you're face-to-face with a soldier. He draw, He points his gun at you. He missed his first shot, but he's, he's lining up another. I guess what Ed will do is... He will cast haste, and when he does so, he will use his bonus action to invoke Deja Vu. His class is a temporal sorcery sort of feature, and basically teleport to a space that's 20 feet away, but not adjacent to the Warforge. So basically, like, there's a sort of an ethereal sort of, like, rewinding of where Ed is briefly, and he just sort of appears not no longer sort of adjacent to the the soldier. And at that point, he has twice his movement speed. So his movement speed is now 60 and he has an extra action. He can use the dash, which he will use to move now 120 feet, at least to the entrance as fast as possible. All right. So you guys can escape. Uh, George is in the middle of the mess hall. Beep boop. Don't leave me. Grab that, George. Ed will Ed will use his action to dash, but he will run to grab George and run out and eat any attacks that might be thrown against him. All right, so opportunity attack, botch. Ugh. Okay, so you run between two soldiers, g- jump, grab George out of the air like Michael fucking Jordan, and the soldiers shoot each other. <laughs> oh. They're Warforged ones, though, so. It's not as bad, right? I mean, they're dead. They they were sentient lives that you have torn down. Lenora regrets everything. Like 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 Ed is sort of acting like a just like a a pro running back running in slow motion while like running at normal speed while everything else is in slow motion relative to him. And then there's like the sad music playing in the background. It's nothing but like a boys' choir as the explosions and the rave machine is running. Or Ave Maria. Uh, as you guys run towards the exit. Uh, Lenora, you turn visible, and right before you, re- you reach for the door, and Private Fortune stands in front of you. What'd that fortune do? He pulls out his gun, and he aims it at your head. God damn it. I want to Nox punch him. Or, no. Oh, punching's enough. No, you'll do four damage, he'll shoot you to death. <laughs> Yeah, I see this now. This is a game with consequences. I'm going to mind spike him. All right, so I have to make a wisdom save or Christmas save? Uh, wisdom save. Oh, he's not smart, though. Hey, wait, he knows all about his macros, though. That's That's got to be some wisdom. He failed. 
If you asked him a question about delts, though, he'd have gotten it right easily. So I'm going to 48 da, 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 psychic damage and then like push him over while he's getting spiked. Okay. 19. Damn, that's a lot. That's a lot of damage. All right, you mind spike him brutally. Uh, he just starts screaming and holding his head and drops his gun. You guys can run past him. You're going to leave him in here in this crumbling building? I feel bad because I did like lead him on a lot, so he's hurt. But he dropped his gun, so I'm just going to grab him and pull him with me to run. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want him to get murdered. He doesn't deserve that. All right, so you drag this uh, weeping, uh, blinded with pain jock soldier out of the burning building it has now caught fire from all the grenades uh and it's collapsing on top of everybody and you drag him out he's blubbering and incoherent and you guys exit the mess hall and you come face to face with aaron of aaron aeronautics nice hey you're that guy we hit with our car sure am uh he finished twisting the head off the soldier he was uh engaged with and throws it up uh, at your feet and says uh funny running into you here uh i'm gonna ignore that where's cat cat squared we thought she was with you she's meeting her dog dad dad dog take us there <laughs> i do not think you are in the position to give orders oh it was more of a request i assumed you were our bro <laughs> if you're friends with cat like, Ed doesn't know who this guy is offhand. Yeah, we're just like, oh. And he's still holding on to George. From your guys' perspective, you just read into basically Black Jesus. In my mind, he's actually more like Genuine because of who I am <laughs> and who I am as a person. But I described him as Jesus last episode. So, you know, mm-hmm. feel free to paint with all the colors of the wind. Can he not be Tesseret? The listeners had a lot of really good suggestions about his general vibe. Everyone's very into him. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. But he says, uh, sorry, we haven't properly gotten acquainted. You two are? My name is Lenora. You, you can call me that. You can just call me Ed. And your name? You know, it's funny. Some years back, I came to this desert on a bit of a holiday vacation. and I found myself wandering the desert. No plans, no future. And I came this close to death. When I saw a glorious vision. Ever since then I feel like I've been chasing it. And it's always felt so far away. Until this very moment. Sorry I got lost in reverie. The name's Aaron. Ed unfortunately kind of like. You know. Does sort of like the eyebrow lift. To sort of indicate that. Oh wait. But here's the thing. Is Aaron a regular name in this universe? Like A-A-R-O-N? Because here's the other thing. Um, Aaron's finger is like broken off and there's wire sticking out of it too. So, oh, and yeah. Ed can And Ed can see that because... Um, you have a very high passive perception. <laughs> passive 19 perception. And so Ed is just going to say... Of Aaron, aeronautics, I take it. The very same. Uh-oh. I can only take so much credit. The vision showed me the future I would make for myself. And I've really just been trying to innovate on it ever since. I consider myself an inventor first and, uh, well, everything else second, really. Ah, uh, so, oh, you're rich. <laughs> and, and you know stuff. Oh, oh boy. Aaron drops the soldier, whose head he had twisted off as you guys were walking out of the building. Mm-hmm. And as he walks over, you see his arms start to glow. He's he's wearing like a robe and he has sandals on, but there's something underneath his skin 
almost surely technological and it glows with like a power and you hear like a hum and he says uh let me take care of that for you and he uh karate chops private fortune in, in the head <laughs> knocking him out no don't hurt him he, he, he just i think he just knocked him out this time okay that'll make transport easier thanks that was that was cool can you take can we go see cat uh behind you the building collapses before the dino comes out aaron says I'm sure Cat will be along shortly. In the meantime, why don't we catch up? He actually is like starts. He sits down, cross-legged on the ground, and like pats the ground. Ed is going to offer George over to Lenora. I'm going to hug. I'm going to take my George. And Ed will stay standing, arms crossed. Oh, that's no way to be hybrid. Come on, we can all be friends. Maybe we should do what he says. He seems spooky. The mentioning of hybrid makes Ed pause for a moment before he finally has a seat. What is it that you just called me? Hybrid. That's what we refer to you as internally. I mean, I'm high and I like bread. <laughs> I, I, when I heard about what's been going on, I was made aware that your, your company was, well, in part behind it. Behind this interest in me. Yes, I found you very interesting. Fascinating, in fact. I sure would like to know what makes you tick. You mean you don't know? I wouldn't be here if I knew. I I have so many wondrous things to be inventing, innovating, disrupting. Coming out here to the desert? Even on a holiday, I try to limit my visits to just the night when the sun hits the horizon and it looks like blood. Beautiful time, but then I'm back. Back to Lion Hill. Ash is still operational, I take it. I've heard he's been malfunctioning. Unfortunate, but not at all surprising. Emotional, that one. We did take his arm. I saw. Why didn't you, I don't know, contact me more discreetly if you're interested in talking? Corporations all over this here world follow my every move. They're constantly in my email, sending all kinds of people to stake me out, infiltrate my organization. I could not tip my hand that you were so valuable to me because that would make you very valuable to everyone else and I cannot afford to lose you. So sending the unstable admirer was a plausible deniability. Didn't you consider that sending a creepy stabby guy would make it harder? Like, who wants to talk to you when you send a stabby guy after them? (laughs) Ash is very advanced. It had actually not occurred to me that he would fail. Also, I'm still wondering why you're calling me hybrid. I appreciate that you have questions. I have a boatload myself. Let's start at the beginning. Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I gave you my name. Yes, Ed. I've, I've heard that one. What about the other one? What, you mean my name before I was, before I got to... Valentine, the name that I got rid of because I I was afraid it would drag too much baggage with me. I'm not talking to you, Warforged. Are you talking to me? No. The other one. Ed pauses for a bit and kind of gives Aaron sort of a long stare. And then uh, he speaks, though his voice sounds slightly different when he does so. Why do you want to know my name? I just think we should be getting to know each other. It's uh, the first step to a long, hopefully long, happy partnership that I'm hoping we're embarking on today. How do you even know 
that I exist. Audience, you can't, like, hear this, but I have my mouth agape open with my hands on my face like the... (gasps) face. (laughs) I told you, long ago, many years ago before I was anybody, I wandered into the desert and I received a vision. A vision of me? Is that what you saw? A vision of many things. What I believe is I was visited by... A force that transcends our world, and that showed me the potential I have inside myself. I know, in my heart, I can only realize that potential with your help. If I were to guess, this vision of yours happened approximately eight years ago? Seven years ago? That's about the size of it. Tell me your name, son. I haven't really had to say my name in a long time. It's been a while. It's probably been about as long as I've been in this vessel. The name's Mardis. What? (laughs) Katarina, did you have something you wanted to do with your dog, Dad? Yeah. Yes, I do. So you're in Project Eternity. I was cut to yeah. <laughs> like hey, no. You've been left alone with Nucky, who's sitting in his chair. He's uh, you know, <laughs> trying to act casual after getting knocked on his ass and choked. <laughs> he thought he was so clever using the algorithm to predict all of your movements and get you all here. And it has not gone according to plan, but he's ready to hear you out. So what do you really think we're gonna do with this, Nuck? We, we turn this around and we just we rule all of Valentine with some propaganda shit. <sighs> Brooks, 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 Brooks. We have so many options. Don't limit yourself. What do you want to? Anything you want, we can have. Anything we want, we can have. The way I see it, and I'm a person of considerable time and imagination, so I've I've been over a lot of options. But the way I look at it, there's two. You take me out of here. Let's go fuck shit up. Crown will absolutely declare war on you. Let's don't get it twisted. They will chase you to any continent, any plane, the afterlife. It doesn't matter. It'll be all out war. We'll beat them. And then we take over. Or plan two, you leave me here and I'm your man on the inside. And you do some, I don't know, maneuvering, maybe use your smart friends and I'll be in the system. And I'll be your tech guy, mission support. Like, hey, can you hear me? Come in, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll just, you know, play the game and you win it the old fashioned way. That second plan makes it sound like you want to go back to some old time shit. I mean, I'm the sentimental type. You know that, Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Running jobs and cons, shit like that again. You learn from the best. Yeah, you taught me a lot. Alright, well, I guess you better start gathering up your shit then. <laughs> you ready for all-out war? I mean, I guess so. Aye, aye, Captain. Let me just grab me noodles. <laughs> uh, hey, Nuck, I got uh, one question for you. Shoot. Why did you leave me behind? I mean, have you seen the scale of this operation? The deal was that I make a lot of money i mean i can't really spend it which i i'll be honest didn't think that far ahead uh i guess the idea was eventually they'd let me out and i would spend it but 
that this doesn't really seem to be a kind of a job with an end date. Hence the whole algorithm manipulation, blah, blah, blah. You know the story. So I guess the answer to your question is gotta get paid. Just, just gotta get paid. You know how it is. Yeah, I know how it is. I'm going to shoot Nucky in the back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He's an old man. He doesn't, he doesn't have stats. That's a role play decision. And as he's on the ground, uh huh, I'm going to flip him over, uh huh. I'm going to bend over him, uh huh. I'm gonna get as close to his face, and I'm gonna say, "You are not my dad. That guy is not my dad either. I am none of your kids, and I am doing exactly what you taught me: taking what you need to survive." And then I shoot Nucky in the forehead. So we have no, um, no offense now, huh? Before the bullet enters his brain, he does get out half a sentence, which is, I'm pra- And then he is dead. I guess I had to go out and find Aaron to let him know Project Charndy's his. Oh. Oh my god, what a fucking episode. Austin left me alone, which is a really bad idea. So you get to hear the credits from me all by myself. Whoa. All alone on your own. Yep, no no Austin's here. Uh, for music this month, we have New Jack Mantle, an arrangement of The Mantle from Nights into Dreams. And Music of Funk, an arrangement of Stage 1 Gotham City from Batman. And also Linear Groove, an arrangement of A-Type and B-Type from Tetris. Thank you, Overclocked Remix. Thank you for the help with the music. <laughs> That's what I do. Exactly. <laughs> Someone help. <laughs> I'm in the room. We're here together. We're doing it this week. I'll try to see if she can do it herself. No, I'm not. I'm not a grown-up. All right. Executive producers for the month of March for 2018 are Luris. Kirstine Haslinger. Joseph Tombrello. Jade. Arna Helgadotir. Brent. The Cult of Gorfanax. Devin Smith. Paul Mullen. Dr. Goatman. Toshiro Kuro. Andrew Grothen. Levi the Young. Kevin Dobbins. Morgan Rapp. Wait, you skipped on. Oh, I'm sorry, Anthony Sever. I skipped you, apparently. But Morgan Rapp gets two. Bonus. <laughs> Jana Helver. Gina. Jana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't do this help. Joji Asmir. He did it. I think. Yeah, you get through the next one. Douglas Williamson. Doctor 101. The Most Wise Guru. Z23619. Quench the Void. <laughs> That's the quenchiest. Tim Doubleman. VZ Huggles. Jay Logan. 
the cast of Dungeons the Gathering. Madison Lilith McKenzie. Notorious Stoltz. I'm just yelling at the back of your head. (laughs) (laughs) I'm standing behind you just screaming. I hope it's loud enough. Yeah. Oops. Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Mazjan. Criterion. Ren. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tim. Matthew Behair. Jorgen Indy Monster Winewick Ford. Joy Fox. Razumi Yazura. Albert West. Ken Furstel. Eleanor Nonante Sees Periton. Scott Cummings. They say Ken Furstel. You're scrolling fast. Did I miss Ken Furstel? I hope not, Ken Furstel. <laughs> I thought I said it. I don't know. I'm, you shouldn't have left me in charge. <laughs> Scott Cummings, did we say? I said that. Now we said it more. Starlight Star- <laughs> Glimmer did nothing wrong. Juman Jack. Mel Teach. Arjun DeConing. Grimlock. John Potts. Dawson Parr. You have some kind of scrolling illness. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Everyone yell at Austin. He's being mean. Noah Sudret. Zephosaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Sarah Stone. Thorsten Gross. Caster UK. Aki Savalinen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. Precious, Rocky, and Bella. Parentheses, Kitty Cats. Hi, Kitty Cats. Junk 2.0. The Hadsels. Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don. Eugene T. Connor Reynolds. Pruitt Holcomb. Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Francois V. Shanus. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bangston. Josh Mosier. Indigo Van Dane. Allison Ansel. Sydney Marzang. Just the Jester. Sevarden Akrasimova. Brady Warner. Kitty Foe. James Neely. Marissa Donaldson. M. Joe. Lana Seawolf. Toby Gleason's Attack. Matthew Weber. Melissa Booker. Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna Stulfar. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Harrison Andrew. Christopher Charlow. Jorrit. Vega Arnstein. August Rue. You missed Cody Jackson. No, I didn't. Cody Jackson knows what he did. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cody. Austin can't handle my scrolling. She, she's doing it like it's some kind of fucking challenge. <laughs> I'm just trying to do it helpful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fuck off. What else do we say during this part? Patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. Yeah. That's me. I was going to say, we usually thank the cats. I forgot about the self-promotion. <laughs> no, we sketches at bandcamp.sketch.sketch.bandcamp.sketch. <laughs> Just keep putting a sketch in bandcamp and dots. You'll figure it out. Weekly uh, Monger Recap. Yeah, that's Chris. He does stuff. Mm-hmm. Laura's Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Also, kotaku.co.uk. But UK, not regular one. Yeah, don't go to the other one. Jason Schreier is there. Who knows what he's up to? Who's that? He works at Kotaku. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know him? That wasn't like a deep lore joke. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, I know his name. I'll burn this guy. Got him. Uh, I'm Margalicious on Twitter. R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. I can spell. Good job. Also, we're on iTunes and Google Play and Podbean and YouTube. I'm running out of breath for all the places we are. Austin's dying. Please. Send help. Please send him fries and sloths. Please subscribe. I <laughs> need you to hit that subscribe button. <laughs> Slam that like. <laughs> Please. My family. My family's dying. What's happening? <sighs> Thank you to all the cats listening. 
We appreciate you. All the dogs, too. And any other animals. Mm-hmm. Special shout out to Golden Moles. Special shout out to Golden Moles. Look them up on YouTube. They're good. I'm done. I'm taking a nap. All right. Bye.